0: I'm Emily Theed, author of This Vicious Grace, coming in summer 2022 from Wednesday Books. And I'm Anna, a teacher and a writer in the Query Trenches. And you're listening to Basic Pitches, where we. two Basic Pitches, break down the basics of writing and being a writer. Okay, we can't do it. Okay, <laughs> we can't do that. I'm sorry, we're not gonna do that, but that is exactly where it's gonna open. Hi, was... listen. <laughs> oh, God. Hello.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I can't do it. <laughs> that was an easy one. Hi,
0: Anna. <laughs> hi. Now it sounds like your hair against your will. <laughs> hi, Anna. Oh, can,
1: Hello. Um, can I I'm trying to think. You remember that Twitter thing that was like, what would you tweet if you were held hostage and you wanted oh, people yes. to know? I'm like trying to think yeah. of what mine would be right now. Like, hi. um, I really hate romance in books, and YA is for children only. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is fine. She's happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you for having me on Basic Pitches.
0: I really hate talking, but I'm, you know.
1: (laughs) Don't you get in this, Nessie. My dog's barking, too. She can sense my anxiety. (laughs)
0: Nessie's Nessie's even calling it out. She's like, this is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good.
1: I'm good. I'm excited for today's topic. Yes, me too. Ah! Me too. Um Nessie.
0: Nessie. Very excited. Very excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love that little bark. I love I like I love all the basic pitches pets that we have. Like we just have there's a bunch of episodes where people are like, here's my cat and it's like rubbing up against the microphone and I'm like this is the best. <laughs> what if I do an audio file of just our pets? <laughs> It'll just sound like odd rubbing
1: and Your dog is named Duck, right?
0: I Duck. That's a yeah. great dog name. Isn't it great? He's he's named after a nerd D&D podcast.
1: <laughs> is that um
0: what's the podcast? It's a uh, Adventure Zone. Okay. No, uh no. yeah, it's We've started listening to the other nerd podcast, Critical Role. Okay, that's, that's um, the one I know watch- better. We've been watching that one, and it is great. If anyone listens to Critical Role, uh, Percy DeRolo is my absolute son.
1: I love him. So I don't know it well. I have, like, someone I worked with, we often discussed Critical Role because they yes. were obsessed. So I, like, have a lot of secondhand yes. knowledge, and we did a lot of self-care around Critical Role. Um being like a th- like an indulgence, a necessary weekly indulgence till three. That in is the morning. Am-
0: <laughs> God, I love that so much. I love, I don't know, I think there's something fun. This is totally not about our no, topic, we'll but I there. think there's I, I I love that especially d and like that those kind of things have really like broadened nerd culture. Yeah. Like somebody who's not even like an like a quote unquote nerd whatever is like no i totally listen to critical role i love matt mercer he's a great dm and you're like i've never pictured you saying the words dm but i love
1: it well sometimes people get protective over that too right like that's how i was with my emo music in the 2000s like i like you know people would be like oh have you ever heard of this band i'm like Bitch, I was at the show and there was only twelve of us in the audience. Clear.
0: <laughs> I tried to smoke the cigarette, he
1: dropped on the floor. Leave me. I knew the words when you were in diapers. <laughs>
0: I love this so much. I don't know how I have no segues. I'm trying to find a segue here.
1: Broken goals, broken dreams, broken boulevards, green day.
0: Broken that's the segue.
1: Not an emo uh, band, not. But yeah, you know, we'll take it. Punk rock
0: some good 90s program. I will, I will take it Green Day. Yeah, we'll
1: take it. Uh, so broken goals, Anna,
0: how are your, how are your goals doing today? Um, my goals are doing okay. I catch myself making some not great ones. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my goals tend to be about progress like not progresses and like little mile markers but like we're gonna try and feel this way or we're gonna do things to try and get this feeling very nice yeah but sometimes I screw <laughs> up and, uh, those goals become broken as you will inform us yeah what were your goals today
1: um my goals are are decent my goals are decent yeah. I think I've so I I've had a few weeks off from writing, which I don't love to do, but that's life. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, the last few days have been like getting back into writing. And there's something really intimidating about like reopening that. First of all, there's something really intimidating about the name of the program Scrivener, Scrivener, Scrivener.
0: Scri- scriv, 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 scrivvy, scriv, scriv-, scriv- scrivener-, scrivener, yeah. I just really avoid <laughs> yes. saying it. And
1: the fact that right now I'm on a podcast and I need to use the S, S- word, is very Scri- I've been told never pronounce it wrong. Just call it the S word. Okay, so I reopened the S word. I um, <laughs> <laughs> reopened shit. I reopened the S word, and that's what. Um, it's very hard to keep my goals healthy and keep my mind in a good place when I'm like, this is the first time I'm writing because book two is a contracted book. It's not a sequel, but they, they already bought it. They've already, you know, signed something that they're going to pay for it. They've already partially paid for it. So, um, and I have to write more quickly than I'm used to writing, which is all great. This is all fantastic. This is the dream. This is what I wanted. Um, but I have to make sure my process in writing for me and for myself and setting reasonable goals, uh, is still intact.
0: I got a wave of anxiety. Like (laughs) my heart just jumped a little bit at that concept, right? Like that's for so long. I am the kind of person that I don't, I never have, I've never imagined what a book cover would look like. I've never imagined, you know, I, the only thing I've allowed myself to think about are acknowledgements. And I just always keep a list of people I would thank. Um, but like, I don't do book covers. I don't do book promo. I don't think about where it would be. I've never gone into Barnes and Noble and found where my books would be. Mm-hmm. I've never done that because I'm like, that's so far away from where I am now. I only but did like, it when I
1: had the deal. I did it when I had
0: that, the deal. And it was a really low shelf, like covered by the carpet. I was like, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Can geez. we lift this up a bit? <laughs> right. Get this smith off the ground. <laughs> but I I can't think of being there. Like that is, that's so much. It's awesome. It's really,
1: really awesome. It's the bottom line. It's great. Um, yeah. It's great, but I have to, it's, you know, the whole concept of broken goals is something I've been preaching about all over the writing community. <laughs> I've Love done it. threads on Twitter about this. I have a blog post. I literally have a blog with two posts and this is one of them and it has like... A thousand views just because... I went and
0: looked at your blog post just so I could have the link. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> and I went, well, she only has two blog posts. <laughs> so I was like, I was ready for immaculate posts upon posts upon posts. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, this is like what I wanted to see. There's like, So
1: this is the honest truth about me is I love writing. love writing. I hate promo and I hate having a presence. I love writers. I love talking to people. I love yes. books. I could talk about books all day. I have not updated my website in months. Uh, it does not have like pre-order links. I think I tried. I might. I might have done pre-order links. It doesn't have my release date. Like, uh, and I just keep. You know, like I have only so much time. It's not going to make that yes. big of a difference. I'm just going to taking that time in writing. I'm not actually in an what ideal I world. Gently
0: nudge you to. Et- like update take five minutes maybe. okay you're like this is stressing me out please update. <laughs> just gently website. to be like why not <laughs> anyway, I'll just just someday next week i'll be like what are you doing can i talk to you for the next 15 minutes Site update your website
1: <laughs> me sitting here like i i want to you know excuse this thing i'm doing that i've been avoiding doing you're like how about we don't do that and we just how do about- it <laughs> Fair. Okay, fair. You can nudge me and you can check in with me next week and see if I've done it. Um I, I have showered, okay. by the way. Yeah, <laughs> this hair is still damp. Came with damp check. hair. what happened to this hair? Anyways, um but yeah, this was something, you know, uh, we've talked about it a bit uh when I was on basic pitches the first time a year ago. Um Yeah. And then one of my other favorite writing uh, podcasts of the publishing persuasion. I'm not sure if you've checked them out, but they're two pitchware were alum from 2020. Um, they're hilarious. Angela Montoya um, and Melanie. Schubert, yes. Um okay. they're really hilarious. They are two of the funniest people to follow on Instagram. I love um, it. so that we had a good time. I went on their podcast, which I didn't realize because I'd always just listen to it on Spotify, but it's it was like a YouTube thing too. So I was like, oh <laughs> hello, <Hi. laughs> you can see my face. <laughs> Anyways, I ended up talking a lot about broken goals there. Um and that sort of I think that inspired the the blog post or the other way around, I don't remember, but I got a yeah. lot of DMs from people just saying like, "Wow, that was just what I needed to hear." Right. Um and you've read the blog, and so when you and I were discussing
0: this mini series, we're like, "Well, we definitely we almost called it broken ben. goals." Yeah. I remember that because it was so it was it came to me at the exact right time because as the as the post opens, it was like pitch wars, just trash fire time. (laughs) Like there's, there's no other way to put it is the trash fire time where everybody feels like a trash fire. And it came at this perfect time of you're, you're setting all these expectations because even then a lot of my expectations for pitch wars were, Oh, I just want to get one request. Oh, I just want to get two requests. Oh, I just want to get whatever. Oh, I just want like these external things that I can't control to happen. And I don't know. It was right time, right place, oh, I'm glad. perfect words.
1: And I think even without pitch being a thing, it still applies. Um, oh, yeah. And I sometimes have to go back and, like, read it myself and not in a narcissistic, I have to just give myself advice because I'm no. the best advice giver. <laughs> um, just because sometimes my head gets unscrewed and I happen to write this in, like, a really good place.
0: Yeah. I. That It's so funny you say that because there was something that happened today. I am not one to normally, like, look up, like – quotes like therapy quotes or whatever because you know I've been through I've been through therapy I've had I have the things that my therapist and I talked about that are very poignant to me I have those written down I repeat those to myself but like I was doing that and I I told my husband I was like I don't know why I'm doing this and he's like sometimes you just have to check in with yourself like even if you know those things you just have to have a check-in to be like does this still, you know, is this the course I want to go or is this not the course I want to go? And that's okay. He's so
1: wise. Wow.
0: Right. Very wise. He's so emotionally mature. <laughs> he got that. I don't, I don't. Disgusting. You whatever. Know what I don't know where that comes from. Psychology wise, you probably know, but I'm like, I don't know where you your childhood and I is different. <laughs> it's so different. So good for you being emotionally mature. I appreciate
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you um, for being emotionally mature when I cannot.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, I had, um. So for me, pitch wars is a good example, but I think you and I plan to go through plenty of examples of when our heads get yes. unscrewed in writing world, but broken goal, a broken goal is a goal that you have no control over whether or not you achieve, uh, achieve that goal. So that is the definition, at least my definition of a broken goal. Yeah. So for me in pitch wars, and this is where, again, I've talked in the past about how I had to go to the deep, dark place in order to get my head in a place where I could write just for me and enjoy it. Right. Um, for me, my goal in Pitchwares, I think, was a number of requests. I think it was 10. I wanted double digits. That was, like, my goal. And I'm like, I'm being realistic. Like, right. I'm pretty sure in my head I'm going to have 50, 55 requests because my book is amazing and I've spent months working right. on it. Um, and as artists, we have to believe in our work. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to feel that because we are absolutely giving everything we have we are we are opening our veins and pouring them into these words Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we have to give it all we have we make so many sacrifices to get to a point um where we can put our work out there we have to believe in it it's the only way in my heart of hearts i truly thought i was going to be uh in and so we're talking about the showcase when our words are you know first 500 words plus including a pitch put on the internet and agents get to say whether or not they want them to see more, et cetera. And I was like, you know what? Like 10 double digits would be really good. That's like for YA, that's like average below average. But like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to have a Netflix deal in like 24 to 48 hours. So, right. um, so I'm just, you know, this is the only goal i tell people like, and so a family yeah. would be like, Oh, are you worried about your showcase thingy? Whatever it is. And I'd be like, yeah, I just, you know, I'm really hoping I get 10 requests and I'll be happy. And then I'll be happy. Right. And like, so did you get 10 yet? And I was like,
0: No, no, and now I'm sad.
1: I was already screwed. I was already completely fucked. Even if I got 10, that was going to be glitter in the wind. That dream was going to just disappear. Right. Because that goal was not in my control. It was measured by what agents thought of my work, um, what agents were in the mood for some of my work, what agents happened to click on me versus skipped over me because their phone rang. Um, yes. The right agent in the right mood at the right time who wasn't already representing something like my work. Um, at the time, I did not realize that YA sci-fi was not a Grand Slam big seller uh-huh. getting better, but this was back in 2018, and it certainly wasn't. Right. <laughs> it was not. No. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know that struggle mm-hmm. as someone who mm-hmm. showcased in 2017 mm-hmm. with a
0: YA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the sound of Anna
1: retreating it was, into a
0: deep dark place oh, Sorry. Yeah. It was I I felt this. I felt this because that was a really big game changer because I've I've talked about it before, but during 2017 I had a YA sci-fi and I think we talked about it just on a previous episode. And it was hot shit in the early stages of pitch war. So getting requests from mentors, I had requests from every single mentor. And It came down to uh, I got to choose who I wanted as my It was a
1: war. Those are rare. There's probably been five wars in the last four years.
0: Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> the book isn't that good, people. Um, <laughs> Only
1: one way to tell: I, I, <laughs> put it on the blog. <laughs> no, listen now has three entries. <laughs> Anna's giving me the middle finger with her eyes right now. <laughs> I am. It's,
0: the thing is dead put so, it like, on the
1: blog. Like, you can see. Put it on the blog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you see the fire in my yeah. eyes? Like the and the color draining from my skin because I think about that book sometimes, and I'm like, shame. <laughs> It was okay. It was a learning My mentor experience. helped me make it better. Yeah. So I went into it thinking like, I didn't think I was like hot shit, but I was like, it was this idea of like, there's this possibility, right? And I had never allowed myself to think of that before. So then we come to the showcase and I allow all these external things. And I think that's where, for me, broken goals come from. Like any broken goal that I have of, okay, I would like, uh, my go- I think my goal was like something like 10, and because I was basing it off of how it performed in the initial picking of Pitch Wars, the people who were reaching out to me, like I had other mentors reach out to me and be like, what is your book about? We saw everybody like the whole like hub about it. Can't wait to read it. And I was like, all this pressure. And it's when I make these broken goals is I'm thinking of what other people are thinking and yep. base it off of that. And that is absolute bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. And it's so, so
1: tempting to do. Yes. Right. And this is the thing that comes up me putting on my psychology hat for a second, but it comes up in right. in therapy often too, is that oftentimes uh we want things to be in our control, even if they're painful. Like the idea of um, you know, agents rejected this, they did not request this because I suck. I just wasn't good enough. If I was good enough, they all would have requested. If you know, if I was fantastic, they all would have requested. In a way that's like oddly comforting because it means then you know, the next time you could just be better and, and it'll magically happen. Oh, wow. you see that? That's the same thing with like, um, you know, for relationship ends and we're kind of just like, you know, I just wasn't good enough for her and da 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 da, And it's like, oh, if only that's the case or this date didn't work and I didn't hear from him again. Uh, and it's wow. because X, Y, Z, because the next time if I do X, Y, Z, then it'll work out. Yeah. So we're like subconsciously comforting ourselves. Yeah. The hard truth is that agent requests to depend on a number of variables, and only one is whether or not you, your writing was good. That does matter. You need a, I think you need to reach a certain quality that probably varies for each agent in terms of like, oh, you've mastered the craft of like this level yes. of writing, what, commercial fiction, whatever it is. But they have very idiosyncratic likes, dislikes, market trends, their read on the market trends, uh, sales connections, other books they represent, yes, moods. Zodiac signs? Yeah. Opinions on mayonnaise? I <laughs> A lot of opinions on mayonnaise, Anna. A lot of opinions on mayonnaise.
0: Can you imagine you got the agent call and the first thing they're like is, listen, listen, we need to talk about mayonnaise. <laughs> on a sandwich or not, top bun or bottom bun <laughs> or neither.
1: Cheese carefully. Mayonnaise a blessing or a curse. You decide
0: there's no in between. <laughs> what do you think? you know my dare I ask about aioli Ooh.
1: Well, that was an odd <laughs> laugh Ooh. Scooby-Doo got excited <laughs> about aioli <laughs> Nessie just gave me a dirty look like how dare you mention another dog in my presence
0: right what are you doing <laughs> uh-huh. but yeah but you're right
1: it has nothing nothing to do I get this often like I have friends in the trenches or I've I've been in the trenches myself I've been this person to be like oh this agent reject like did not request my full they gave me you know a pass uh, or said, or they passed on my full because, you know, they say they just can't imagine the market for it. or They're just not looking for something like this. But they, you know, they said they wanted
0: witches and I have witches. Can we do an episode or f- I don't know if it is us or if there's someone else you can sit down with. So I don't care. Can we do an episode where we just break down all the different forms that agents send in? Oh, we should. Like the form rejections that just say, I can't find a place for it in the market. That has nothing to do with you as an author. Yeah. Oh, it has we nothing to do should. with you as an author oh my gosh anyway continue no, we because that should. right there yeah. it's i've heard that so many times of you said like I've seen it I've had it happen to me where I have I have a book that literally comps great British bake off do you know how many agents want great <laughs> British bake off on their manuscript wish list it's not many okay so when I send it in and they're like immediate rejection on a just a cold query <laughs> I'm like for a second I'm like but do you concrete bridge make-off and then i'm like but also do you want a book about murder you probably didn't. <laughs> maybe that, those did things ya?
1: together wasn't okay. how you pictured the gbbo <laughs> You're right
0: you probably wanted the good feelings of gbbo even that's you not me <laughs> even
1: people with agents like i a friend had mentioned to me like she pitched a book to her agent like oh I think my next one should be like a like a British bake off spin kind of thing and said oh no those don't sell at all there's no potential there and then we've had this whole like there's like a ton of contemporary books right now that are baking contests it's like a it's a bit of a trend and she's like well my agent didn't see that one coming and I'm pissed at myself for not like sticking to it etc right Um, Right. yeah they're human they can't predict the future either but there's so many factors I mean even when I got to do the the nudge in capital letters when I had my uh my agent call and I had an offer uh Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden agents actually like really pay attention to you and I would just I would watch my inbox and my my husband would tease me he's just like you just cackling like I'd get all these responses like all these late night like oh I'm reading now this is so great oh I'm just really enjoying your words what else are you writing or like, oh, I was just about to open this. And I was just like, <laughs> like <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. I see right through you.
0: <laughs> right. It's that uh, that was the funniest thing. I think you were the one who prepared me for it. You were like, get ready. It's a different <laughs> game. And I, the moment I hit send on those nudges, it was immediate. And you're like, oh. The first one I had was 15 minutes later saying, moved it to the top of my list. So excited. And it just and goes like,
1: to show you that silence is not personal. It's because no. other people are being moved to the top of the list or, or clients, exactly. et cetera. It's not, I'm not interested in this and I don't value this. It's uh, like, I just haven't looked at it because I have 200 that, things to look at.
0: That made me understand the agent process yes, so much more. Same. It truly did. Cause it was like, at that point, I get it. I get where you're at because you are shuffling and shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. And, shuffling. and like, Even having my call, like having another call with my agent about our edit, like the edit letter, I realized that they have so much work between balancing, here they are giving me this call after they've just read my book again and done the edit letter. And they have a, a couple other clients that they're doing that shuffle with, and then they have all these queries that they're reading in these manuscripts and all the other duties. And I was like, okay, I get it. I get why at lunchtime when they're hungry and they had to skip lunch again, that they read (laughs) your query and they're like, I don't have time for this. Yep.
1: Exactly. It's not
0: you. It's not you. And I'm still like
1: team writer all the way. We, you know, we totally understand the frustration. I'm a firm believer that agents... I prefer when agents communicate clearly what their timelines are, et cetera, when they stick to them. Um, I chose yes. an agent when I was between agents. I chose an agent who was the most responsive during the the two week wait of like yes. you know nudging, but also the most responsive. She answers every query, and I'm like, you know what? Like that really aligns with what I do and how I feel. So yeah, so agent requests cannot be a metric for how talented no. you are or how successful you are. Um, no. And I hear this often, too. So that what's a healthier goal than one? Like, let's say someone listening right now. Hello, listeners. This is my
0: listener voice. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> if you talk to people like that for, like, 30 minutes, they'll be like, I'm a- <laughs> listen to this weird ASMR thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm into it. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about your queries. No, that's just getting weird again. It's going back to the same. I can't have like a, can't have a soothing voice. It all goes. Oh God. I really thank people are like, they're doing that fucking voice again. I'm so sick of again. these basic pitches. <laughs>
0: One more time. One more time
1: and I'm this shit off. Oh God. What we're saying? Oh yeah. So people listening, yeah. so they are doing that yeah. eventually. Um, let's say they're querying right now what would be what's an actual healthy goal? It can't be ten requests. It can't be getting an agent even. Which by the way, all of these things are important. Let's just like take a aside here. Like yeah. these are really important things that we should want. And we're lying to ourselves if we say, I'm just writing for the sake of writing. You know, yeah. I just want to be a good writer. Uh and I don't care about these things. We do care. So yeah. I just encourage people don't call them goals. Don't call them goals. Call them dreams. Yep. I One of my dreams is to have an agent. One of my dreams is to have a book deal. One of my dreams mm-hmm. is to, like, these are dreams that have recently come true for me. And keeping them right. in, as dreams has kept me so grounded. Right. Uh, you know, one of my dreams now, I hate even saying it out loud because it's like, ugh, um, I would love to be in a book box one day. I would love that. I would love yeah. for really bookish people to get my book in the mail with, like, that. some kind of, like, shippy sort of stuff. Like um, that.
0: That'd be, that's a I dream, have, yeah. Yeah, a lot of my, like, things, and I, I have been, I do catch myself whenever I'm like, well, the goal is, if I say that out loud, then I'm like, the would murder is, me. right? <laughs> Melissa's here, she's like, hey, girl, <laughs> let me use that voice again, but I won't use the voice again, it's fine. Good, I uh, just
1: swallowed the voice, that was good, that was good.
0: Wow, that was amazing. Yeah. You physically were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> nope, Um, but I, I feel that. And then I changed that dialogue too. And a lot of it is stuff that I'm, it's almost like what I'm writing for. And what I'm writing for is I would, I would love to have, be tagged in fan art. I would love to have somebody be like, here's my playlist I made for this book. Here's the fan fiction I wrote for that. And I'm like, that's not a goal. That's a dream. Right, That's because a we dream. have no
1: control over whether or not that happens.
0: And for you to yeah, set goals. I can't goals, grab somebody's hand yeah. to make them write fan fiction or draw me a picture. Right. <laughs> I can't do that.
1: But what you can do is to write the sort of characters that inspire that level of dedication from readers. That yes. inspire them that they can't get enough and they have to just, they're so inspired. Yes. And so these people feel so alive to them that they have to do more with them. Yeah, that is a goal. You can control that you can say I'm right. going to throw myself in character, like creation, I'm going to throw myself yeah. in- I'm going to read every book there is with good characters, I'm going to dissect them. And I'm going to keep going until my characters are so fucking believable.
0: Like, right. no one's gonna be able to stand it. Right. So then, I'm thinking back to querying. Mm-hmm. Then, because I was thinking, I was like, okay, then what is your goal for querying? Because even like sending ten queries is not a good goal. Because well, sending what if you only have 10 is good, right?
1: You can come up. Is with, that okay? Yeah.
0: Even then, I'm like, even then, I didn't set a goal at sending so many numbers of queries because by that point, I was like, I don't want to query. Well, this is your this else. is your
1: your query quirk, right? Where you would send a couple yeah. and be like, I quit. Next
0: book. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Called out. <laughs> Very I called this. out. Yes, you did. <laughs> After I called you out about what your voice is, <laughs> voice. you were saying, and my voice—you made me swallow my voice. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> You don't have to do anything you want. If you want to talk like this, you can.
1: <laughs> no, it was actually a really good call for me not to do that because then we, we get really <laughs> sidetracked, which we just did anyways. We did it um, anyway. Sorry. Well, I think t- sending queries is totally within your control, okay. right? But I, that still wouldn't be my goal. I don't think that's the inverse no. of I want 10 requests. I think the, the healthy version of I want 10 requests is something like I want my querying package, my query letter and my first chapter or 10 pages, whatever it is, yeah. it, to be so fucking good that it's going to blow people's minds. And again, the blowing people's yes. minds is
0: external, on it, but like when I read it, I know like I could not have done any better. So it's like, I know that I learned every skill that I possibly could, applied every skill that I possibly could to the best of my ability as it stands right now, and I am proud of this thing that I am sending out. And gee, Anna, what could they use? I know Anna looks like she's getting a pop quiz. <laughs> Hi,
1: I'm ready. What could they use? What method could they use in order to work on that aspect of craft would you like me to answer it for you you look a little hi yeah please because i'm having test anxiety <laughs> do you want me to how, how about this how does this help your test anxiety do 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 okay i'm singing out there can... oh
0: god <laughs> deliberate uh, practice deliberate practice i knew that one <laughs> you'll have
1: more you'll have more
0: <laughs> okay i'll try again um but truly really think
1: about it the last couple of episodes we've talked about deliberate practice. Yeah. You want to you want ten requests that's your dream is like you know what I dream of getting a request from like 10 different top agents and say you know what I am going to work so damn hard on my query letter that it is going to be the example of query letters. It's the query shark herself is going to call it perfect. Um wow. I have a friend that did this actually. She didn't call it deliberate practice Um I don't know if she set this actual goal, but Jessica Lewis, um, the author of uh, Bad Witch Burning, which is this amazing yeah. YA horror. Oh my God, it's so good. Queen of voice. Absolute queen of voice. Yeah. She, um, you know the website Query Shark? Yes. Okay. For anybody who doesn't know, it's a website where an agent goes through, people can send her queries for Query Shark. They're not sending her queries as an agent. I think Technic. is she anonymous on there? I think just everyone knows her name now and she just goes like... I think it's everybody just
0: knows me okay. now. I'm not sure. Right. I haven't checked in a while.
1: Um, which is a good thing because you're not querying a dream come true. Yeah. Which we have to
0: acknowledge. Well, weird. That's so true. It
1: is weird, but it's true. Right. So she goes through people's queries and corrects them and gives them feedback and why this isn't working and what goal mm-hmm. doesn't make sense here. Like goal, like character goal doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. And where people get lost and then people comment on it and there's like a bit of a conversation. Um, Jessica, when she was querying... Uh, Bad Witch Burning actually and she went through Query Shark and went through each because people could write back with their corrected query but she went through each one and read all the feedback and then applied it to her query over and over and over and then she sent it to Query Shark and got put on there as a gold star example. This thing is damn near perfect. Tell me when it comes out. And then she responded years later, like, hey, it's out now. And people were so excited. Oh, my gosh. And if you, it's, like, the best thing. We'll have to link it because it's, like, so wholesome. Like, you read these comments. That's so great. And people are like, I read this query and it stuck with me. I was so hoping this would be a book. I'm totally ordering
0: it right now. I'm writing it down. You should.
1: Because it's truly – it's – it's like this, and it goes to show you that she achieved that goal. If her goal was, I'm going to write the sort of query that people won't forget. Again, that sounds funny because it's yeah. like she would need to measure that herself. It's not that other people are telling her, "Oh, this is a query I won't forget." You have achieved yeah. your goal. For she got her query to a level that she felt damn good about. Um, and she used deliberate practice unintentionally, but like she just, I think she just has that natural learning mind, um, where she obsessed over it and mulled over it and spent a long time going through every other query to learn the art of querying. And now she's like a query master who the query shark herself was like, this is perfect. I have no notes, no notes. I have nothing, no notes,
0: which we love to hear. Yeah. And she signed with Holly Root, who is a top agent. Holy shit. I'm just thinking about how that is the ultimate, use of deliberate practice without having access to actually sitting down and talking to somebody, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's, it's, you're not sitting down and talking with an agent personally about your own query. Jessica took all of that information and applied it to her query as it stood every time, every, and that is the amount of at like from that teaching mindset, the amount of thought that takes to look at something and extrapolate what that advice says that's so much like she, that is her information for forever. Absolutely. I think that's the thing that we talk about with teaching is like once you learn a concept, once a, once a student learns a concept, it is theirs forever. Once they break through, oh, I love right, that. that struggle, mm-hmm. and that is the fortitude. Holy shit! And
1: the objectivity of being able to say like, okay, now let me compare this to this one. Oh, I could still do better. This is still tighter. I actually, when I was querying, I would take her query and use that as my example because yes. it was so there it's just and we really should link it because it is really like um yeah i'm sure she'd be like honestly we should have her come on once and talk about querying she like
0: she reads my that. synopses
1: and she um when i need to like send one in and she reads them to her grandmother <laughs> which is like my favorite thing so her grandmother huh? like and, like likes my book ideas but gives jessica a hard time about hers being dark <laughs> But anyway, she's just so good at cutting to the core of something. And so she'll read a synopsis and be like, yeah, this doesn't need to be here. This doesn't need to be here. This, you need more of this. Like, she's just got such a good eye for that. And I think part of that is, like, what helped her. She's so objective. Even with her own work,
0: she's able to be objective with the query. That is – that is – goal territory Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Like if we're talking about goals, that right there, to be objective with my own work, to get to a point where I can just take a step back and look at it. And it's not even like the emotional side of things, just the like, I'm so deep in the weeds of my own work that I can't see through to these things. That is a goal. That is a goal to be that kind of learner, to be like, okay, I'm going to step back.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And to be for the, you know, and that's where being comfortable with what you don't know is so important and being comfortable with uh, not getting it right on the first time not seeing like I've had this as a critique partner I am um I give prolific notes
0: <laughs> right <laughs> and
1: I have made the mistake where like not I'm just so used to doing this and so if I ever read for someone new which I haven't done in a while but like I can tell I overwhelm people like um yeah. like oh hey you asked me to read the whole thing I've gotten through the first act I have so many thoughts would it be useful if I send them to you now sure you sent me 12 pages on the first act. Like, did you hate it? And I'm like, no, it's because I loved it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes. It's because yeah. I loved it
1: and believed so much in this and it felt so strongly that I understand the characters in this way. And so therefore, when they act like this, I'm pulled because you did right. such a good job building them and I'm already so in the story. So here's where I thought it took a U-turn. Um, yeah. I don't know how to fix it, but I want you to know where I felt, you know, like that sort of thing. Right. But to me, notes are the greatest compliment. If you're not in a like a mindset where like you're not used to getting that sort of feedback, or you weren't looking yeah. for it, or you were just really convinced like this was a plus, like this is this is it, this is query ready. Right. Uh, then that could be painful. So it really takes being able to like be willing to learn.
0: And that's it. where I think writing is so. I even said it to somebody this week about how writing is such a weird weird niche career art form thing because even I can't even find the right word of what it is it's it's a craft but then it's also something that we want to turn into our careers it's something that we want to keep as an art and art is naturally a thing of the heart so you have to you have to be a little vulnerable to like admit that you are not so great at something and you need to become stronger at something or here those notes. But then you also need to go into it with the confidence of, well, just because an agent rejected my query doesn't mean I'm bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's this weird balance of being open, also being confident, also being like wearing so many different hats.
1: It's such a, such a mess of hats because yeah. two people won't look at the same painting and feel the same thing. Yeah. You know, two people aren't going to read Ravel And feel the same thing or even enjoy it the same way. Or maybe even enjoy it at all.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. And there's nothing, yeah,
1: but there's nothing I can do about that. This was my art. This was my book and I did the best that I could for the information I had at the time. And I'm putting it out there. It's a dream come true. uh, But I can't set a goal in terms of Mm -hmm. how many people buy it, how many people review it, enjoy it. how, How high will my Goodreads review star thing be? I can dream of staying in that four range, but like, you know, I, I never want to know. I never want to know because I can't control that at all.
0: I think that's the thing that I have learned about this whole process and moving forward with this process is, um, and that's something that my mentor prepared me really well for this time. We had many conversations about not comparing ourselves to other people. Um, it's okay if our numbers, our request numbers are not like anybody else's. It's okay if all these things, because... The further you get along this journey, the more querying is the hardest thing you'll ever do. But the more there will be things like querying where you're going to have these broken goals. Now you have Goodreads. Now you have book boxes. Now you have TikTok. Now you have your book deal. How much are you going to earn off of that? Now you have foreign rights. Now you have, and I just just started tallying up all the things that you can make goals, bunny ears around those. And that will tear you down. And
1: even if you don't make them your goals, they still will tear you down if you're on some subconscious level measuring, comparing and measuring your own worth by what other people are and aren't getting. Uh, Yes. This is, and this is why I I encourage people at any point in their journey to do this check in with themselves often. Like, what are my goals and are they within my control? Because it never ends. It never ends. It's when you're querying, when you're getting requests, um, what agent offers you get, how many, what caliber, how many sales do they have, whether you sign with a small press versus a big four, big five, whatever it is these days, what blurbs you get. Um, you know, I'm in this point now, I'm in a, the 2023 debut group and these people are awesome and like, it's nice to have people that are in the same year as me, the same season, but even something as natural as like, my cover is still a work in progress because we're being very particular and I love the direction it's going. I'm very excited. Right. Other people are doing their cover releases. Uh, and of course right. I feel jealous. Of course I'm like, oh, I wish I had a cover. Uh, yeah. And I can sometimes hear that voice saying, maybe they're more important than me. Maybe, maybe you know, my we yeah. have the same publisher. Maybe they're uh, like higher up on the list than I am. Maybe I'm mid-list and they're top of the list. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. It doesn't fucking matter because it's not within my control and I'm only going to drive myself crazy if I think about it.
0: Right. Right. And I usually, I usually find when I have that, I've, I've gotten to the point now where I can catch myself with this. I can feel that downward slide. Mm -hmm. And then I usually catch myself and say, why are we feeling this way? What, what's happening? And then I just go follow that thought pattern back to, well, I feel badly because I do not you know, I getting an agent how many agent requests you get like how many agent offers you get didn't wasn't prepared for that Oh yeah wasn't prepared for like everybody saying well i had this agent offer and then i had 12 more offers and it was like oh that's another metric so it's like i even went back to that and said okay that's why we're feeling badly and does that fucking matter and it does that matter it's
1: worth noting that people can be assholes at these milestones too (laughs) i'm sure you experienced that a bit um, yeah. with every, and, and this, I, I think every step along the way, you get a full request, someone else who's querying or had queried recently. If people are insecure, then their response will be like, oh, I had one from that person too. Or, oh, they responded to me in this amount of time. Or, oh, did you get one from this agent? Like, oh, that's yes. too bad. Or, oh, I remember, you know, when I had 17 full requests. Uh, so that. sometimes when even, we're checking ourselves and when we're in our healthy mindset, other people will come in and with like their own your your success in celebrating you is making them feel insecure in that moment because they don't have this figured out, right. and so their struggle then puts a cloud on your day, and you have to just like right. blow it away.
0: Right, and that's where like I've that thing that I've stuck with for the last couple weeks really has been what other people say about you or your journey is says more about them than it does about you. So what they think or say about you says more about them. So them saying that stuff. I wish I would have known that a little sooner. (laughs) Like, I wish I would have known that then, that it's somebody saying, oh, well, I had these many requests, or they start name dropping. And it's like, I know why you're name dropping. And it's because you probably don't have the confidence or whatever it may be. And that says nothing about me. It's fine.
1: Yeah. And people are nosy. And so they were trying to measure yes. up like, wait, am I doing better than Anna? Am I doing better than Lissa? Or am I doing worse than Lissa? Or worse than? Right. am I getting more attention or more from the publisher, et cetera? Um, right. And all of this, it, it can be not personal if we just put it in, if we can keep ourselves in this mindset of like, what, exactly what you said, what other people think about me is not my concern. And it says more about right. them than it does about me. And I, I have my rating dreams. I have the things that I aspire. One day I would feel really happy about them. But if I keep my goals within my control, then I can celebrate my dreams. Yeah. So like when I get caught up in like, you know, I I was running the uh, 2023 debut Instagram for all of June, which happened to be when my season has been putting out their covers and I don't have a cover to uh-huh. share yet. And so I was like, oh, the timing of this is rough. I have like literally just have to talk about everyone else's cover <laughs> and like celebrate, right. which was a lot of flooding for something that was like a little like, you know, cause my cover isn't done yet and we're a little bit behind. It's not going to be in my arcs, which is co- kind of cool in a way cause we have a special cover. So even then, like what grounded me was the remembering that this is still a dream. I am uh-huh. complaining to very few people or not even necessarily complaining, but I'm going to feel my feelings about like doing this. Yeah. But I'm still getting published this was my dream. Someone believes that my words should exist in the world. Right. Like I'm going
0: to have a book cover. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's going to have my name on it. I have, um, I call it like everything else is just magic because I just think about it as even, I know it's easy to say now that I'm here, but like I, I giggle almost to a hysteric point that it's like, even having, talking, I, we just, uh, we just had our call to talk about my edit letter and I got off the phone and I just started giggling. Yeah. And I was like, it's so, it's magic that somebody want, like, liked my characters enough that they were like, I guess I'll represent this person and try and make money with them. I can sell
1: this. Someone read your book and was like, yeah. damn, I can sell this. This right. is great. It's
0: magic. It it's is magic. It's just magic. magic.
1: And that no one can take that from you. we'll have the you know these clouds will come, your head will get cloudy and yeah. on its own, but if you can keep yourself grounded in what's within your control, and I think those dreams stick around longer. Right. I think we can feel that it's always it's it's painful for me to watch when successful people can't feel their success because they're so stuck in the comparison game or their soul st- or because their goals are broken that because hurts. their goals are broken yeah it's sad, it is sad because like. We're all doing this wonderful thing. I mean, even at any level of this, we're so brave. We talked about this last week. Like, we're, we're doing this very rare, very difficult thing, and we're so brave for doing it. And we're also fucking talented for putting our words out there, for daring to write novels. Right.
0: I mean, who does that? Right. Who reads 400 pages and says, I can do this? <laughs> right. It was like, yeah, I can. No problem. Dish right. out. We all did. I'd we love to did. suffer for a little bit. Exactly. So like we're doing this super cool thing at any
1: phase in this, whether we have the book deal or not. And we'll I think we'd actually are better writers if we can hold on to that. I think it's really hard to feel creative yeah when you're playing the comparison game or when your goals are broken.
0: I think about um I've I've said it before, um Forgive me because I only have like 10 tricks in my hat, Um, but (laughs) Neil Gaiman, I think it's Neil Gaiman who talks about some of the best writers on the planet are children because they don't know the rules. They don't have the comparison. They don't have these constraints that they have to write to. They just think of a fun story and they write it and they do it. Oh, I love that. And what if a dragon shows up? What if? And then it just does. And then what happens if that dragon eats their little sister now they're going on a vendetta? And you're like, they don't have time. They don't have constraints. And I think if we can hold some kind of measure of that and that measure of that is, yeah, I was sure we have to learn the tools. We know that now, like we have to learn all the things about craft, but the other stuff is just extra weight. Shed it.
1: It, it totally is. And it's much harder to be creative when you're being weighed down.
0: Yeah. Like
1: with Ravel in drafting, I've talked about how drafting this was like, it was my just for me book. But then when you query a, just for me, book. It's actually difficult because none of the drop-down menus can fit. Like I'm sure you had the same. Pro- Your book is a murderous Great British Bake Off fantasy. I, yeah, <laughs>
0: that was very hard. This is this YA romance? But it's not as romancy as most YA romances. Is it a YA fantasy? It's kind of light on the fantasy. Well, people die. Is it dark enough? But yeah. it's, it's also they bake too, and there's
1: magic and sugar and yeah, mm-hmm. it's. And mine is historical. Uh, and so, technically, I think it'd be a historical fantasy, but almost nobody wants historical fantasy, right? And so, people would like—I'd go through their drop down and be like, "Oh, they don't want historical fantasy, but they love would love everything else about this, like right." And so, that's what I realized: like, oh, wait, queering is just a game, and it's all just advertising. And so, I'm calling this a romantic fantasy, yes. And you know what? Like my, it is now being marketed as a romantic fantasy, or or love just a that. YA fantasy, yeah. Um, the historical part, it's like one of its sparkles, so to speak, like it comes up that it's, it's a big part of the cover. It's a big, you know, it is being marketed as a 1920s book, but it just, it doesn't fit in any clear box. It's got time travel and I did a lot of weird things in this book.
0: (laughs) Your book is amazing. Like your book absolutely is.
1: My agent talks about how
0: my book is. And I think I've noticed that a lot of my, uh, people around me fit this description. Um, Mike has been like, this book has so much going on. And They're like, I don't know how it works, but it works. There's so much happening, and your book is that. It's time travel. It's the the romantic thing of, oops, I fell in love with the wrong person, but now I have to do my duty. And time, like the 1920s vibes going on. Like you have so much jam packed in there. It's jam packed, and it didn't fit in a box, and it felt like it, fe- it
1: felt like the sort of thing I couldn't pitch quickly. Yeah. And even my agent said to me, I don't remember at what point she said something like um, I guess in trying to explain, like we got on, on the phone once and we got off topic in terms of like her query inbox yeah. essentially. And that like, you know, what does it mean when something like stands out? Like, and how do you stand out in this market? Well, I was like, I never understood like what that means. She's like, well, you know, like yours, like you have that standout element. I'm like, What is does what that, is that mean? No, truly like, what is it? And she's like, oh, it's your Moulin Ru- it's your Moulin Rouge twist. It's like, you haven't like a cool twist on Moulin Rouge. And I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I totally planned. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, meant for that to happen.
1: <laughs> I had no idea what my out and I think to each person it's probably different, but to her, yeah. she was like, oh, I'm going to read this fantasy because I like Moulin Rouge, and that's what caught her eye, and so to her, it was like the Moulin Rouge twist. Wow. That okay. was the quote-unquote standout for the right. crowded fantasy market. Which right
0: there, some people might say, I hear that every day in my inbox,
1: because right. Moulin exactly. Rouge is really
0: popular. And Exactly, that that's an, again an example of why like getting certain agent requests is a broken goal because for Lauren it was a standout and for somebody else they might be like huh I had ten of these for breakfast right <laughs> reject
1: exactly wow. not even gonna read a word or Mulan Oh, he she dies at the end
0: Baslerman oh, second <laughs> Great British Bake Off more like Hell's Kitchen get out <laughs> you're fired what are you an idiot sandwich. <laughs> So yeah, at
1: any stage in this, it's really important we keep our head on straight and like that yeah. we just don't, if we can't achieve it, it's a dream. Like if we can't purposefully achieve it, if we can't measure it, it is a dream, not a goal. And it's important and it's valid and it is not a goal.
0: Yeah. So I'm almost wanting to kind of, because I feel like this episode has been like all over the place, mostly because I have railroaded us a couple times into, you know, to. rabbit trails. Uh <laughs> I will not do the voice. Rabbit trail. <laughs> rabbit <trails. laughs> What is a rabbit trail anyway? Uh, no, a
1: ra- that's a no. We're not going to go there. You're not going. to Okay, we're not going to go there
0: <laughs> anyway. I feel like it's gone everywhere. So I want, like, sometimes I like to bring it back to just points, right? Of almost as if we could go through the writer journey. So we've talked about querying and how getting a certain number of requests, or full requests, or partial requests, or offers. That's all bullshit. Those aren't, you know, those aren't, those are broken goals. Uh, Things, those are dreams. We don't want them. We want them, but we're not going to put them as goals. So, good goals are going to be I'm going to make my query as best as I can. It's going to be I make the manuscript as best as I can. Can we take a micro step back before we go forward? I'm curious about the writing process. So I see a lot of people struggling with like, oh, I have to hit this word count. I have to hit this word count. I have to do this thing. I have to do, like they put so much pressure on themselves and I, I don't have an answer here or anything, but I'm just saying like when people are drafting or revising, what are some bad goals broken goals and what are some good goals? So
1: that is it. I have to think about that in terms of word
0: count. Cause on one hand, I'm like, is that
1: within our control? Can we say like, I'm not going to bed until I get to 3000 words? Right. Like, I, I guess probably right. could say that. Is that healthy? That might vary. Uh, right. So it's not like, I guess only you can do that unless we get very, uh, crafty about like the muse and when the words flow and when they don't like what's actually within our control yeah is it right or not my criteria for broken goals is threefold so let's start there and then see if we can answer it how should we set goals by making them within our control okay by making the measure of success something you and only you can decide okay by making the pursuit of this goal something that excites you
0: okay that third one that, that might be the word. I cow, think right? that is where what I'm feeling, I think that is what I see with some people. I think we put so much emphasis on I got to get a certain number of words today. Oh, I've done that. I've done that recently. Yeah. <laughs> and that gets for me I'm I've never been a fast drafter. I hate fast yep. drafting because I end up writing crap and I don't feel good about it. And it's that it's that third point. I have to feel good about the steps that I am taking. So I think like you said, making it interesting, making it fun, making it feel good, making it feel like something you're, you're, you feel good about yourself. You feel proud at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that.
1: Yeah. And so then how does that, how does that work in terms of a word count goal? Like, I think for me personally, maybe this varies. I think some people might get a real kick out of their word count. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm like you, that's not for me. Ravel came out quickly in a first draft and then I'm literally on draft 15 with that book. So right. That, um I'm not a fast drafter. I think for me, a writing session feels successful when I feel like, now I'm I'm waxing poetic here, but that poem we read last time, or the essay we read last time, when I I feel I'm painted in gold. When I have wrestled with the muse, I have wrestled with the angel, and I am stained in gold. Yes. Like, you know when you have hit that that third rail of what you're writing and the emotion is flowing in you and all of a sudden you look at your watch and it's 2 a.m. and what the yeah. fuck did I just do I have to be up in a couple hours yeah. but like oh this is so good okay but is it within our control to get there can that be I don't think you know what I don't think timelines uh are necessarily within our control they I goal is funny I think time is important and, and as a psychologist I would always like parents should always give timelines and like expectations should be clear. And so I'm like a little bit torn in like this nerdy way, but I I don't know how timelines exactly fit into this.
0: I don't know either. And I I think it's just one of those, it's interesting to think about because I do see so many people that are like, oh, I'm going to get this draft out in a month. And I'm like, whoa cuz then what happens if you crash your car and now you're like in the hospital with broken leg for a week and <laughs> wow and like, you went I'm for just it. saying like you what if you what if you just don't feel great one day and now do you feel like a piece of shit cuz you didn't get it done like that's that's where it's like we have to have that leniency i'm i've adapted a thing in the last really year and year and a half is to kind of find this pace where i feel that feeling from that poem even if it is Doing background work. So, like last night, I wrestled with antagonists, and what you were just describing is kind of how I felt when I got done. And I was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to stop until I find something that makes me excited, that makes me kind of like have that writer brain." We talk, my husband and I talk about it as like writer brain because there he'll be talking to me and he's like, "You don't hear a word I'm saying," and I'm like, (laughs) "Nope, I am still." He's like, "You're still in a kitchen baking and murdering things," and I'm like, "Yeah." Sorry. So I like, I like the concept that timelines aren't—they're not broken, they're not dreams, they're not anything. They're just no. There's
1: something separate that to be gentle with. Yes, we have to be gentle with them because we could, as Anna lovingly pointed out, we could get into a car accident. I'm sorry. (laughs) I said break your leg. Oh, Sorry. Whoops. My car accident was that dark. I have a Prius. (laughs) It's tiny. (laughs) <laughs> this was an 18-wheeler.
0: <laughs> this is terrible
1: dark humor. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. I always take things too far. I can't help I it. it. It is who I am. <laughs> um, circling back, it guess. Okay. Timelines probably are important to keep us going to some extent. Like My issue is that I will, and my writing group, my writing slack always gets on me for this. I will rewrite, 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 rewrite on repeat until I'm absolutely forced to move forward, and it's usually time that forces me. Yeah. Yes. So sometimes those are self-inflicted like inflicted goals, self-inflicted wounds. Right. Sometimes they're self-inflicted. In, like with Ravel, it was important to me that I, at first I was like, I want to query in the fall. Right. Because I'm not querying in the summer, because everyone's away, but I want to query in the fall, and I don't want to query too late in the fall, because then we're in like Christmas, winter. Right. Uh-huh. So that timeline was good, but that's like, I guess it is a kind of a goal, but it's not fully within our control. It's like, a uh, something we're striving towards. Yeah. It's, there's a framework. It's like a, some metric here that matters. I like that.
0: I like thinking about it that way. Cause I just don't want anybody to ever feel trapped by this seemingly arbitrary timeline. Like it doesn't sure. have to be that way. Um, so we really don't have a clear answer of like broken goals, but it is always like a good goal is always to like strive to be better at something or find something that makes you feel good in that process. Yeah. I think
1: craft wise, the goal is always some degree to be better. My overall goal is I want to be Lainey Taylor good. Love that. That is my goal. That is my goal because it's not I want to be a bestseller, it's not I want to make a million dollars, it's I think that she has mastered a lot of things I really and truly respect. That I know I am not there yet. I think that I can write a really twisty plot. Yeah. But she can write a really twisty plot where there's no good and there's no evil. Mm -hmm. Like, where it's Mm -hmm. all so balanced and it's so eloquent and prosy and I can lick it. I love it so much. And it hurts. Her words hurt so much that I can't put them down because I, I'm still bleeding and I right. need to be healed. So I want to be the Laney fucking Taylor good.
0: And I like the distinguishing of cause I think sometimes when we say those like big boss like blockbuster names, like if we say Lee Bardugo or NK Jemison, it's like Huh <laughs> now, we're not talking about copy sold. We're not talking about anything like that. But I think sometimes people hear that and that's what they think. And yes. it's more about this is the what the writing evoked in me. And this is what I want to evoke in other people. And I like shifting that focus of like, why this person? What about them? What about their style? Totally. I know. And it's a, it's a really good point. It's,
1: That, to me, is the healthy version of being, like, a a number one New York Times bestseller. Lainey Taylor is a number one New York Times bestseller. That would be an absolute dream. I'm not going to deny that. It's something I won't even let my mind go to. But the goal version, the healthy version of that, is I want to continue to work on my craft and sink so deep into plot and twists in particular and characters and good versus evil. Yeah. And every word counting and being lickable that Laney Taylor is like, well, I gotta watch this Lissa Mia Smith chick. Right. I don't think- yes. <laughs> if you're listening, Laney, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your <laughs> books. Oh God, that was the creepiest
0: thing <laughs> I think I said. Your, this book. All of your readers will shift over to me. Oh. No,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining getting canceled. Like, that one author threatened Laney Taylor.
0: Threatened Taylor. It was wild. Did everybody <laughs> just
1: hear that? Violence isn't defensible. I never said violent. I never, never said anything violent.
0: Never. Strike it from the record. I'll just do a bunch of beeps over everything that you. <laughs> Thank you. That won't be creepy at all. Do you hear that, Lainey Taylor? Beep. You. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but really, it's like I greatly admire you. <laughs> it
0: is. I greatly admire you. But I'll delete that part. <laughs> So that brings me to, like, along that process. So we already know querying, it's a broken goal to say, I want these, no, this number of agents to get, you know, request my book. I want this number of agents to offer on my book, blah, 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 blah. We sold the book. <laughs> broken goals. We've already mentioned one. New York Times bestseller. Um, in case anyone listening doesn't know this i will demystify this for you and let new york times come for me did you hear that she just threatened the new york i did times. come for me bring it it's a curated list no one knows how it works no one knows how it works um somebody might tell you they know how it works and somebody may come to the show and be like no i know exactly how it works it takes this thing this thing this thing and this thing that's a bunch of bullshit no one knows
1: yeah, and the Times keeps it that way because that protects them because yes. it can be their curated list, meaning they're handpicking based on, you know, sales, zodiac signs. Mayonnaise. Um, mayonnaise. And there's nothing any of us can say or do about it, but it holds a tremendous amount of power in terms yes. of book sales, prestige, etc. But, yeah, we can't we can't aim for that. Right. Um Even besides that as a broken goal, I think for for those with book deals, there's a tremendous amount. There's how much marketing attention you're getting, you know, which is completely out of our control. Right. Uh, Whether or not they pay for your pre-order campaign or contribute to that,
0: whether you get to do a book tour. Sweet Um, Jesus, whether you go viral on TikTok or not, because that's been a big thing talked about in Twitter lately that I want to smash my face into the drywall of my drywall <laughs> i can't even think of words i'm so mad i get so mad at social What's media the discourse i think i've missed it oh i haven't been on twitter gosh there has been so much about selling books based on their tiktok ability right like if there there's been so much discourse that i'm like there's too much of it, but the one that I found today that I was that was worth five seconds of my time, and then I shut my phone down was people talking about how books aren't selling unless they have an element that can be sold like to TikTok people that they're going to grasp onto. And I've I've heard some people talk about like oh, I guess I better get in on TikTok now, and I'm like, but why? Does it bring you joy? No. Stop it.
1: It does not spark joy, and it's. I've heard many a reader say it's cringy when authors try. I just read this whole thing. I felt like I was like, I accidentally like snooped on readers or something, but I found like this reader space where they were talking back and forth in comments about how when authors try on TikTok, it's cringy because they're like, oh, they're using trends from, like, months ago and just trying to, like, sell their book. And, like, it's totally, like, they should just, like, they need author talk. Like, let us have book talk. Like, you go somewhere else. And I really, I do feel like there are certain protected spaces, like Goodreads, that should just be for readers. It is not good authors. It's good readers. Yeah. And maybe book talk is sort of like that. Right. Like, Instagram, we have our own code of conduct in some way. Uh You know, like, you don't tag an author in this way, that way. Book talk to me. I've never looked at it. It is the Wild Wild West. The only good critique I've heard of book talk in terms of what books go viral, Angela Montoya of the Publishing Persuasion podcast pointed out that a lot of those books are white. Hmm. A lot of the big book talk books are
0: very very white. I bet you I can name, and I'm not even. I I barely have a TikTok account. I bet you I can name the five books that are the most spread books. And they are
1: all like, And so that is a trend worth keeping an eye on because that's problematic. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that there's, it's...
0: You can't measure you going viral or your book going viral or... It's
1: not a goal. It's It could be a dream. Wouldn't that be nice? But it is not a goal. So people get competitive about who blurbs their books. You know, yeah. especially those very big names, like the Laney Taylor level names. They're not going to blurb every book. They If they blurb at all, it's going to be some pretty right. specific... And so people can feel, and that's another joy thief, right? You could feel really good about this beautiful blurb you got. And then someone's like, oh, look at this blurb. And it's like, oh, Sarah J. Moss," or oh.
0: V.E. Shop, what up? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. So again, then what's the healthy version of that? You know, blurbs are kind of funny because that's completely someone else's word. Yeah. Like, and I don't think you control that. So I think it comes back to craft and having your book be so amazing and feel so good and so impressive that, uh that you know what is it like? You would know, I guess, in your heart that yeah. it's comparable with books at this level, or right. that these, you know, that you could actually picture an author like, yeah,
0: or like I, I even think about some of the words that they use in those, you know, in the blurbs, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like sparkling, whatever this thing, sparkling banter, Ro- like romantic twists, right? You were you were writing this whole time to get a romantic twist, and there it is, right? Like that's this, like you worked really hard for that goal of not the goal of having them say it, but that goal of having those romantic twists. And I think you that's- You know you pulled off a romantic yeah, twist. It's more, it's just a little more affirmation, yeah, right? And I it's like okay that. to have the affirmation. That's right.
1: okay. Yeah. And it's, again, it's okay to want these things. It's not about not wanting them. Yeah. It's about recognizing that we can't control it. And people will say, oh, but you could reach out and you have some control, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You have some, you do, you know, you'll never get the blurbs you don't ask for, etc. Right. uh but whether or not that person says yes is not in your control, right. whether or not they say yes and actually read it, which is something that happens not in your control. But yeah, no, there's a lot at every phase in the journey and at the phase I'm at now where I'm like, wow, I wouldn't have seen this coming. And there's a lot, again, if you don't get this under control, it will make you miserable. Yeah. What is the statistic I heard? I have no source for this. I don't know if it's accurate, which makes it my favorite kind of statistic to Love share. Love it. So something like... of published authors don't make it to book six. They quit writing before that. Anna just leaned back in her chair and she's now biting to three fingers. (laughs) 90% of published authors don't make it to book six. Now it's possible that some of those just, you know, there's a, a sort of depressing thing that happens in publishing where your success is eventually measured by book sales and whether or not you had any marketing support or editing editorial support or whatever it is, like it's still measured by book sales. So sometimes you don't get a fair chance. And so maybe those are people who still would be writing if they had more support, et cetera. Uh, But I have seen, and I, when you like look back at authors who were big a decade ago in YA even, and they're not writing anymore or some of them are, but none of their friends are still writing. i listened to an interview recently and that was interesting. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it is because there are so many ways that this could bring you down. Well, I mean, and there's also just the privilege aspect and it. it's not sustainable financially. Right. Unless you're one of the very, very, very few who sits in like a good position for a long time in terms of sales. Wow. But yeah, 90% of authors don't make it to book six. and I, But I, I have to believe, oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off.
0: No, this is freaking my bean.
1: Yeah, it's a little depressing, but I really think a good part of that is because people's joy gets stolen. It gets st- stolen right. by things out of their control, like money, time, right. but also within their control, like feeling really salty and bitter about the things that they're not getting.
0: I think that's a thing too that I've seen, and this is just going to be a long episode because I think this is fascinating. I th- That kind of ties in with something that I see people talk about and kind of shit on a little bit is like people's circles tend to close. When they get to certain levels or certain points in their life. And I say level as in like, they just pass different milestones, right? So you're not going to catch, you know, Lee Bardugo talking about all her like, you know, personal stuff on Instagram, on her Instagram stories or whatever. She's not going to invite everybody into her DMs anymore. Like that's, that is long since passed for her. And it's that idea of protecting it. It's, it's not, per, it's not personal. It's protecting themselves, right? It's creating those boundaries to say, I know I can invite this in, right? I can invite this comparison game in at this stage. And I think it's, it kind of reminds me of like V.E. Schwab where she's like, "Um, I won't believe that there is a movie or a TV show being made of my uh, material until I have popcorn in my hand. (laughs) And it's that, you know, it's that kind of marker of like, that's her way of protecting herself and protecting themselves. And I don't know. I think it ties into that somehow.
1: Sure, that it's probably very hard to have a big open circle, and it's a vulnerable position. Yeah. Um, Stephanie Garber is reading Ravel right now, which is the coolest thing in the world. Like the author of Caraval. I know. So I I need.
0: I need you to know that I thought about that and cried. (laughs) (laughs) Just straight up was like, I think I looked at I looked at Caraval on my shelf and went, Oh my god! (laughs) I know that's so
1: nice i still i still like ee. so yeah she she posted about it on instagram and tagged me and i was like holy shit like stephanie garber just tagged me that she's starting a revel like one that's scary awesome in a great way and again it's like out of my hands she could hate it she was yeah. like what is this bullshit um but then like i so i like followed her and i was like Doo, do, 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 is this coming and she didn't follow me back <laughs> Because she's Stephanie Garber, she's (laughs) Stephanie Garber, and I'm just one of many manuscripts that she gets asked to read for books that are similar, you know, to a similar audience as hers. And I'm like, this isn't personal. This isn't personal. I had to laugh at like, oh, because I had that moment of, oh, she didn't follow me back. I'm like, she's Stephanie Garber, you dumbass. (laughs) She probably gets like fifty of these an hour. Like she's not,
0: (laughs) she's not looking at all of this. She's like, like, oh, who is this (laughs) person? Do I have a deep seated connection with them?
1: Right. Like let me add her to the 100 people I
0: follow because right.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's not personal. No. It's
0: not a goal. <laughs> yeah, because I mean if the if truly that statistic if 90% of people do not publish again after book 6, like they stop publishing, then you have to protect you have to protect that. Again, to make that creative well as deep as it can be, you have to protect that. And that is saying no, I don't invite certain people into this aspect of my life because I know like I know things that I'm bad at. I'm bad at the comparison game. so I just shut that shit down. like during the pitch war showcase, I shut Discord down, I shut all the like communications down and I was like, I will check in with you all once a week. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> if you really need to cry, my messages, my DMs are open, but on the public where there's lots of us, I can't handle it. That's on me. That's not on you. <laughs> Nope.
1: I I did the same thing. I totally did the same thing. And even with the debut group I'm in now, they're such lovely people. And I'm like, I know I have to make more connections because it's so nice to have people stressing about the same things coming up together in that way. But I can't, I have all of the notifications turned off because I I, I need to be in the right headspace. So I don't play comparison game. I need to just be genuinely happy for people Um, and I've been balancing, I've been feeling good and doing well, good. but I can't have those notifications on because then I'll be like, oh, this person is already up to this and I'm only up to this. And this person just got mm. this award or something. Right. I'm like, again, I'm living a dream right now. i right. literally living a dream. Why? I can't have that. Stephanie Garber is reading my book. Like, Stop there. Full who stop. Whoever thought that Full was going to happen. Yeah. I have no reason to feel anything but joy in writing land at this right. moment. Like their success is not my loss.
0: Sorry. I got
1: emotional again. <laughs> we're gonna be on a streak how many episodes in a row can can we we just cry
0: (laughs) i'm just i don't know that right there and that kind of mentality is my favorite mentality i think that that is what separates it from this toxic positivity because that's something that we were advertising this right we were like it is not toxic positivity because we both understand that it is hard it is impossible you will get angry you will get jealous it's okay that's okay it's that's okay it's just remembering that whatever little step that you have is magic right creating something is magic
1: you are creating something with your words so you looked at a book and said i can do this or even better yet more likely if you're listening to this then you're this dedicated to your craft you looked at a book or a screen or a blank page and said i can't stop doing this yes i have to do this
0: i got all tingly because that's how i feel about writing
1: that's how I feel about writing too, to the point that like these last couple of weeks not doing it, I was like itching,
0: Yes. itching,
1: uh, crawling out of my skin.
0: Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We're at a wrap up point because I would literally start another conversation. So I'm going to be that person. Um, Do it. Lisa. what is something that brought you joy this week? And I promise not to get all deep on us like I did last week. <laughs> I think I got deep
1: on us. We I did. Was, it. We like, both were like... Analyzing your parents. Let's, <laughs> let's get deep. <laughs> grief <laughs> <laughs> what brought me joy this week so actually i I'd, I'd have to say summer camp started uh which means that my writing time is back like during the days that I'm not in my in my psychotherapy stuff um so I I was able to write and get back to, like, the words were really, really flowing a couple weeks ago. And I had that breakthrough that I mentioned last week where I realized if I flip the order, then, like, I could save myself a lot of words and keep the pace right. And I went back and did that yesterday because I'm incapable of moving on when I plan on switching something. Uh I'm really working on that. Uh, And I hit, uh, my word count for
0: end of act one was exactly
1: 25,400 words.
0: That's my favorite thing because we had just talked about it and you were like, on that episode, you're like, it's over 40,000. And we're like, it needs to be half of that size. Oh, God. And then I saw that on Instagram and I was
1: like, hell yes. And I didn't write a new word. I just like moved things around and deleted. I don't know. My editor could look at this and be like, uh. <laughs> did you? <laughs> what did, did you, you? What did you do? What did you do? What happened? Because she, she approved some of what I deleted. Oh, yeah. You know, like it. I had the seal of approval from like you know, my editor, well, but that's, that's one. the name of the game now. <laughs> I'm writing for me. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like
0: the other version. It's
1: I'm sorry, gone. Kristen. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Cause I will literally do whatever you tell me to do. Don't fire me. <laughs>
0: best editor it ever so <laughs> best fits forever right 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 this book's still a go right green green to go
1: green to go i promise this it. it'll still be good just trust me I'm it's great it's gold. a genius thing it's <laughs> yes, so. gold i promise. gold it's gold i'm like literally writing it. we have to believe it when we're writing it we don't know until the draft is done and i'm like what did i do i mean obviously i saved those yeah. those words i deleted that's obviously. the the s word scrivener <laughs> scrivener da, da, da. so anna what brought you joy this week
0: Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <Bye. Bye. laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of basic pitches i hope you're enjoying our segment finding the joy and the fun continues next week where we answer some of your questions that you asked on instagram and twitter also on thursday there's another special episode so see you then bye